Okay, so here we go. I'm, I'm started. I decided to start. Blue moon, because I'm feeling blue. I have a bottle of water. That's Justin. You're going to hear a lot of voices on this one. Today, we're here because things we don't really want to be here for, but I guess we're going to do it, because part of the reason of this podcast is to what to do and what not to do, and today's a big, giant what not to do. Uh, we're basically... I don't know. If, is this calling someone out or is this just... They've already been called out. So basically, we're telling our side of the story. This is about working with Motion Music Management and Tanner or Eli or whatever other name he's told somebody. Uh, so everything you're going to hear is factual and back. we can back it up. If you have any questions, you know, comment or call or whatever. The people involved are fully aware. Spent all day on the phone trying to get all the facts straight with all the stories you're going to hear. Uh, some, some we're not going to tell cause we weren't there. So you're not going to get all the information, but this is to the best of our knowledge and ability. And I'm going to do my best not to get angry, but I can't make any promises. And if you are offended by any of this in any way, I honestly don't care. <laughs> it's going to stay up and this is for a reason. So basically what's been going on is he has been doing a lot of bad practices and he's been screwing over a lot of bands and it's time to stop. And this is the, uh, this is the, not the, really the, what am I trying to say? Not the proof, but this is, this, these are some of the reasons why it needs to stop. Exactly. So first is Justin Cole. Hello. And we're in Lame Johnny and Lame Johnny actually signed a motion music management in June, June of last year, June yes. of last year. So it's been a whole year. And everything seemed normal. He uh, came back from California, started hanging out again, started using all this big lingo, things he's never really said before. Cool, man. Let's try this out. I'm going to start this management company. It'd be cool if you guys wanted to be in on it. And at the time, it was like, yeah, that's great because I'm super busy. And I typically book all the shows, and that would be great if I didn't have to think about that aspect of it. So we were like, yeah, let's give it a shot. And... He had a partner. What was his name? Zane. Zane. Yeah. And we sat down. Me and Justin went and had a meeting. Sat down, talked to him. Everything seemed great. They had uh, paperwork, very official. It seemed proper. Yeah. the uh, the the the, proje- the projections that he had for us were kind of fitted in what we wanted to do. So yeah, I everything mean, seemed in place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the whole point was to kind of just really take really take pressure off of us and just focus on the shows yeah. and the music. Like we just want to write, we just want to play. It'd be great if somebody else could do this for us. So we signed the contracts. Then the first order of businesses, it starts getting weird almost right off the bat. We start getting pressured to make this website. Um, we're pretty poor so like paying for something every month is kind of impossible unless we're playing shows which he was tasked to do we don't really get that many shows out of it and i start paying for it out of pocket we make a merch store which he did do i'm going to say things he did do as well because he lived up to some of the bargains um he got the merch store up and running nothing ever got used for it It never got promoted we promoted it nothing ever got sold off of it uh, and if it did, we wouldn't have known because he had control of it. So I, I honestly don't know that for sure. But as far as to my knowledge, nothing was ever bought. Yeah, we, we have no numbers on our end. No. Yeah. So you're going to talk up a little. Talk up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 
Then he talks about a tour. Okay, let's put this tour. We're working on an album. We're current. We recorded it with our buddy DJ. That was kind of already in the works. So he was just trying to help us work on finishing it. I guess would be the case. And we start going like, "Hey, all right, we need to tour. Let's tour, and we'll do it for the album." And then something happened. DJ's computer crapped out, and then the tour ended up just being a tour. And when we were setting all this up in August, I do believe August or sep- or early September, or at early the September, and the tour was for the end of November or mid November, mid November, yeah, mid November, because uh, that's when I could take off work. Uh, start telling him, all right, we want an all Southern tour, you know, this, that, and the other, because it's going to be winter time up north by then. Uh, you know, let's book it all down south, and then he keeps keep asking him, keep asking him, no, not booked, like. Where do you guys want to play? That's your job. We said the South. Just fucking pick a spot, and that's where we'll go. Right. It's not up to us. You tell us where we're playing and book a band and whatever. Like, that's typically how management works. So, yeah. So, we, we got to that point, and then, like, his his first and second projected tour dates, we were, we were all three were like, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly this What works. was Memphis and Knoxville? Yeah. Perfect. We're, staying, we're going straight across for the first hit. Let's go down now. Let's hit uh, Atlanta, and then we wanted to hit into Florida, Florida. and then come back through, maybe hit Mississippi, because we had such a good time last time. Right. So then some time goes by. We don't really hear much about it. Uh, We start seeing like artwork that he is currently having someone do, and it turns out that guy's name's Anthony, and he's in the band that came with us on tour, Weak-Willed. We... we don't really hear much. And then about two weeks before we're supposed to go, that's when the dates get sent to get us. sent to us. And then it's all North. Yep. It's like Columbus, uh, Kentucky, Chicago, Chicago Indiana. Yeah. We were, was we're, there one in Indiana? We're or supposed, we to, through? supposed to hit Indianapolis. And then while we were on tour, I know this is jumping ahead a little bit. While we were on tour, we, he was trying to book us a show in Madison, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. That's right. Trying to. So we left, for tour without a tour actually being mostly booked. We had a couple dates solidified, but nothing really. But in between that, before we left, he had spent some money that was out of contract, out of the contract to his friend Brad, who we met, who's a really nice guy. Uh, I couldn't get Tanner away from him long enough to find out if he ever actually did pay him. He said he did. It was like 70 bucks to boost our Instagram stuff. And it did work. I will say that. It did work. Our Instagram yeah. blew up. And uh, so that part actually did work. Um, so then we go on tour. We get to Memphis. It's a complete shit show. We're playing with another band. They ended up fucking leaving. During our set. <laughs> so basically, we played to the homeowner. And uh, I can't remember the guy who helped book the show. I can't remember. Him his and his either. girlfriend. Yeah, that's it. There so were three people. Three people. Three people there. We drove all the way to Memphis, which, you know, it happens. Fuck, man. We're a small band doing a tour. That's cool. Whatever. So it was no good band practice. There. Yeah, it was good band practice. Uh, no money there, which is to be expected. We actually, you know, we planned ahead. There was supposed to be $250 per person. That's what we were told to bring. Mm-hmm. I had Cody's 250 because to- Cody just recently unloaded a whole bunch of money for a base rig. I told him, I'll cover your tour costs. But then Cody brought his own money anyway. So I had a little bit extra. But when we leave for tour, he shows up like he's going, which doesn't make any fucking sense. And then he has no money. He comes with no money. So then we come back home from Memphis because there were some issues like Justin's paycheck or something. I had to get a paycheck, yeah. So then we go back and we head to 
Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee. And then this is where it starts getting even worse. Worse. This is where it starts to take a downturn for us. Uh, we're, we're in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's already weird. The place we're playing at's weird. It's not really like what we thought it was going to be. It ended up being a cool show. Yeah, very um, cool. This is the first time something really off the cuff happened that started really getting under my skin. I caught him double charging our merch. Our flyer, our posters were supposed to be $5. Uh, a fan that we made down okay. there comes up to me and goes, hey man, I want those last two posters. I got that 20 bucks. So what do you mean 20 bucks? He said, the guy told me 20 bucks. And I was like, no, it's 10 bucks. And as I'm saying that, Tanner's walking up and he's like, and I'm like, what do you mean $20? He's like, oh no, yeah. I'll do ten dollars, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like right there in front of that fucking guy's right. face, well, and I'm in front like, of you too. Yeah, and I'm like, "Dude, all right." Like, we were both downstairs, like packing everything up, and then he came up to you, but I was talking to you when it happened. Right. Yeah, it literally happened in front of. Right, if it happened in front of both of us, that's right. Mm-hmm. That, but I, that was Cody speaking, the bass player. So that happens. And then that's the night we kind of found out. Like that's the night we met up with the weak willed guys. He had promised them fifty dollars a night, regardless. They were going to get fifty bucks a night. They drove all the way from fucking New Orleans in a shit fucked van that was just like the transmission. They, the top speed was fifty. Yeah. So they are already having a rough time. Uh, we played the Knoxville show. It was all right. Again, it's a house show. I think. I think the merch we made couple of dollars if that I, you know if that I, not even enough to really eat on or put gas in the tank so i'm i and i was paying for gas for most of the trip and then until we got to uh chicago so between chicago and that show we go to nashville for right a day off for a day off and then it ends up being two days off and then it ends up being another day because we have to drive I will say the Columbus show got canceled because of snow, but I honestly don't know if it was fucking booked or not. Right. So, well, we ended up driving through Louisville, Kentucky to yes, try to make it to Chicago. To try to make it to Chicago. Or no, to Columbus. Oh, right, to, to Columbus, Columbus. Ohio. And so we ended up turning back because, of course, we said down south, we went up north, it's fucking snowing. And we were calling people we knew in Columbus, and yeah, it's snowing. So we, did, we stopped in a parking lot in Indiana. And then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's where we got that milk. So for then like we get dollar. to Chicago. And on the way, he's paying for nothing. Yeah. He's paying for nothing. Justin is covering his food. He's paid for no gasoline. You're not, he's basically freeloading the entire trip. And right. then we get to Chicago and wake up and it's snowing. And I, we're in a V8 with not so great tires, rear wheel drive with a trailer. Pretty much a terrible combination. And I told him I wanted to avoid that. If it was going to snow in Chicago, we need to not go to Chicago. But we got talked into it. The weak wheeled guys really wanted to do it, so we went anyway. And plus, we, people, we, we had friends up there, so we, right. we, did, we didn't want to cancel for the simple fact that we didn't want to miss hanging with our friends. Which ended up being the best part because uh, our friends and the weak wheeled guys' friends were the only people that actually came to the venue. Yeah. The, yeah, and Cody's, oh, uncle. and Cody's uncle, who was fucking awesome and let us stay in his house. Shouts out to Mike. But also, we had before. But when we woke up, I was talking to him, and Cody and him were in the bathroom. I'm going to be 100 percent candid this whole conversation. I'm telling you everything that happened. He comes up to me and wants to make some joke about something. I can't really remember the joke, but I asked him is he, if he was an idiot, 
and if he had ever heard of what lake effect snow is, basically the Great Lakes are so fucking big, they make their own weather, and it can snow feet in minutes, and he was just like, ha-ha, laughing about it, and it sent me off. I fucking started screaming at him, and I told him then, because it had been, what, day five? It was day five. Yeah, yeah. if you and don't we pay... Were, if and you we were sick as fuck, If too. you don't pay me for the show, and you don't pay for gas, I'm going to throw you through the fucking wall. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. I was done, and we should have just fucking went home, to be quite honest, and that is our own fault, and I admit that. We made a choice to keep going, and we shouldn't have, but we go to Chicago. We make $27 for the whole show. He paid the Weak Wheel guy zero of those dollars and gave me a 20 and acted like it was his for gasoline and kept seven of it for himself, which the cut was supposed to be 15%, so if you're good at math, he kept more than his 15% on the one show we've been paid for so far. And even those posters, mm-hmm. you got five, you got five, he got five. I was just like, nothing. So, right. anyway. Which I always thought, I thought was weird because he handed me a five out of nowhere and I was like, what's this for? Yeah. He's so, just like, oh, that's your cut. That's your cut. Yeah. So, we get to the Chicago show. We play. And here's just like another shitty thing. And this is something that he does apparently quite often. We get food. We're promised food at the venue. And both bands say they want pepperoni pizza. He comes back with two burned cheese pizzas because he's a vegetarian and just basically ate all the food. He ate our entire pizza. I had none of it. And then the weak-willed guys, I'm pretty sure, were pretty pissed off about that too. And they were burned as fuck, which was shitty. And that whole night was shitty. And then we said bye to our friends and came straight. We left from Chicago straight back to uh, Indiana. Yeah, we We stopped in Indiana again. Mm. Slept, woke up. Uh, that's the hotel bullshit. Ugh. Yeah, that was a fiasco. Again, he didn't ship in for the hotel room for everyone. And then we fucking come to Kentucky. and Elizabethtown, yeah. Elizabethtown, Kentucky. The one show where we actually made $50, we're promised 75 never got the other 25 We We did make 50 because that was the what we got up front because we had to leave immediately because Justin had to be at work the very next day. Which, he's also in charge of logistics, and he's telling us it's only a five-hour trip, and then when I turn my GPS on, which is on me again, but it's seven fucking hours. So we play, load up, and drive all the way through the night, and we got home at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I, I was like slightly late, but I had already called ahead. It's like, hey, I'm literally driving back <laughs> yeah. from Kentucky. Yeah. I'm going to be there. It's just yeah. going to be a little bit. <laughs> so we get home. We play a home show, and this is where shit really gets fucked up. We play the home show, and while we're in there, our good friends in Eyes Up were playing, and they were telling us that John Comfort was telling us. He came up to me and was like, hey, man, how was the trip? And I was like, well, it's pretty fucked up and shitty, and I'm broke as fuck. But also, you know, I hope we make some money tonight. He was like, oh, we sent, you, we sent y'all guys that money. Did you get it? Did it help come home? Uh, apparently, Tanner had been messaging all the local bands that were on the show as well, telling them we needed the money to get home and not giving us the money, not shipping in for gas, not doing basically anything. So he stole that money and we, <laughs> Ooh. so we find that out. And then we play the show. There was 110 people paid at a hundred was at $10. And mm. then the day of was 12 15. or 15. I think it's 15. So, you know, a few people paid more. And then at the end of the night, we get $150, and he tells us, oh, the rest, is, I'll get to you, and we leave. And then come to find out, he took everyone's pre-sale money that sent it to him, 
didn't pay any of the bands. Cody, come here. This is Cody Lee from Eyes Up. Yeah. So it's to my knowledge that he paid. He didn't pay you guys. He there was some sort of like stipulation in the contract that y'all had. Oh, I didn't sign anything. I don't think uh, okay. anybody signed anything. So it was all verbal. Yes. And you were promised a certain amount of money of your pre-sale tickets. I'm not sure about that. It's like the way that I've done it before, okay. you get $2 per every $10 ticket you sell. And basically he asked us for 60 bucks. Okay. And that's when Jason sent it to him. Yep. And there was like some, he was trying to get us to send it some weird way, like PayPal or yeah. Apple pay or whichever way yeah. it was. And then apparently he had 30 bucks for us at the show, but. Yeah, but then he said, because I have screenshots of this, that he had, that y'all forfeited the money because in his contract, which apparently you didn't sign, and I'm just now finding that part out. Yeah, did not sign anything. Uh, he said that if you leave, you forfeit your money, which, that's fucking crazy already. Yeah. But also, we have photographic evidence that at least John was still in the room when the yeah. headliner of myself, yeah. Lame Johnny, was playing. And uh, that didn't seem to affect him at all and seemed to just not care one bit. So then we talked to the, uh, not Eyes Up, but the uh, weak-willed guys. Turns out the entire trip, they made only $150. That's awful. Yeah, and that was from that night. That's awful. Yeah. So he took them for an entire ride, and then they had to go back to New Orleans, Louisiana, basically just flat fucking broke. Uh, I'm sure it bought the gas to get home. I think, you know, in a V8 van, they probably had to make a couple stops. But So that's just when this all started. And we were actually going to kind of sort of try to let this go, but ended up not being able to go, oh, so sorry, background noise, we're setting up for a show right now. There's people coming in and out. If you hear anything, sorry. But uh, <laughs> so then we do... Oh, okay. Cody wants to say something else too. Also, Cody it was kind of Wallace. shitty. Um, I put up the weak wheel band guys in my house for two right. days because you know that way they don't have to do a hotel room, all that. And we knew they were fucking broke, so we went out and like bought them all food and everything, and like Lexi cooked food for them and everything that night and everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't get vegan food, so whatever. That like I said, I do right. leaves. So we think it's just us for the night. Well, he like apparently goes to Midtown, then like somehow comes back to the house at like six a.m. and gets one of those guys to let him in. So then for some reason crashes my place also. So then that night at the show, like whenever I walked away, he like went up to Lexi and tried to like, hey, you got that ten bucks for your ticket? And like like after we had literally just fed everybody, right? And her and, name like, was on the and guest like list. he was no, he's like yeah, yeah. It's like was like what's going on? He's like oh she just didn't pay for a ticket. I was like, okay, well like we get a plus one, right? He's like. Well, well, yeah. I was like, okay, well, there you go. Like, why are we doing this? Like, even the weak wheel guys heard him and was like, they were the ones that told me. They're like, hey, this shit's going crazy right now for no reason. Like, yeah, I found that out that he actually has made uh, the mismanaged guys, uh, all their spouses, pay for tickets as well uh, to their own show, to their husband's own show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get to that. I actually had a long conversation with Billy today, and he has given me permission to say the whole story. And if you got to take it up with him, you can take it up with him. And he's fine with that. So anyway, we get to the rebuild the stage show. And this is just one of the little things. So I'll just gloss over this. But before anyone got there, he was already there. This show took place at Vino's. I'm sure most people listening to this are familiar with it. We're rebuilding the stage. He's there. He tries to 
butt into the business aspect of it. He tries to convince people to let him run their tables. Um, everyone tells him no, and Todd, even our vocalist, told him, nobody needs your help. You should just go back inside and stay away from everyone because we're all not fans of him at this point already. And at that show, he was trying to get me and Justin to play an Acidies Burn show, which we'll get to, and we turned it down. Then he tried to talk to Todd again, and then Todd also turned him down. So both of our bands turned down that show. Uh, to his face and he just kept on and kept on and then we found out at the end of the night that he didn't even pay for a ticket so i didn't know that for a person who claims to give so much of a fuck about about the scene the scene is taking full advantage of it not helping in any way even though you can say he was trying to help but everybody already knew don't let him around the money he'll just fuck it up and take it especially the raffle stuff which would i'm just not even going to get into it but so that was just a little one-off thing. So then the weird, then he starts booking other shows. We've denounced him. Uh, for some reason, our name is still on his website. I wish you would take it the fuck down. And if you're listening to this, you really need to, because we have nothing to do with you. So I don't, I don't think our names need to be associated with one another. Um, we're out here trying to fix all the bullshit you've caused. And as a person who's been in this music scene for 20 Plus, plus years, years yeah. uh, it is at this point it's offensive. You know that we went through a major lull here, and we've worked really, really hard with a lot of people to make this all better. And you're just taking advantage of the situation. Uh, you clearly don't know what you're doing, and you're very bad at it. I don't care if your intentions were well in the beginning, but as as of now, you've done it too many times, and I'm taking it as you're doing it on purpose. You don't care. So that's why this is happening. Now we're going to get to the even more fucking crazy shit. So I was talking about when we first signed up with him, he was working with a band called Slick Grip. He, I'm not allowed to say a lot of their stuff, so he's just going to, he gave me a few talking points I could come up with. So the reason, Dustin. Yeah. yeah. Dustin Pointer, lead yeah. singer, Slick he, Grip. He gave me a few talking points. So the reason they dropped him when we first signed on with him was, he was supposed to make them merch, didn't, took their money, hundreds of dollars, and ne- they never saw it. And then when he asked for a merch again, he said, oh, I'll go get it. Don't worry about it. I'll come to the show and I'll bring it to you. It's 25 shirts or whatever it is, but it's a show in Tulsa. He never showed up. And that's the day. And he also told me that They were trying to link up with this other band. You know, buddies. Be buddies with a band out of state. It's a good practice. You're going to do show runs together, that kind of thing. Help each other. Uh, That that band's manager was telling them, you need to drop this guy. I don't know why. Like, his business is terrible. And so they heard that from four different people, four different shows. He never booked them any shows. They actually booked all the shows that he put under his name. Like that EJ show? Yeah, the that, one that was we played? that was uh, their drummer. Uh, who was the drummer? Tyler. Tyler. So who no longer drums for them? Yeah, he doesn't drum for them anymore. But that's besides right. the point. Like, yes. So he booked all those shows, and then he ran off with their money. Remember, we got paid. Slick Grip never saw a dime, and that was their show. I didn't know that either. Yeah. 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 Oh, eyes up. Also, did, did you guys get that. anything for did it? Did you guys get paid? The EJ, EJ show. show? 
No. Okay. Okay. Eyes Up didn't get so paid. We're the, we're so the Lame Johnny's the only band that got paid, ironically. And it was $50. So now we get to mismanage. Guy named Billy Barfield. Nice guy. I like Billy. Shouts out to Billy. Um, I had a very long conversation with him earlier today. And I'm going to say this to the best of my ability. The things that happened to them are probably the most ridiculous. Not, aside from these huge bands that he brought in and then stiffed, we'll get to that. But what he's used mismanaged for is insane. Uh, so every show they've ever been on, they've never made any money, period. They've been told, if you sell this much, you get a cut after this much. Never got anything. They keep in constant contact, and eventually he just ghosted them. And then they hit him up for the Acidies Burn show, and apparently they've just stopped responding because they realize you get to a point where you just say, clearly we're not going to get anything. Right. And we're, and we're tired of playing with big bands, quotes, to, you know, just for face. It, you know, it's not helping them. Um, so, Billy and the guys and Mismanage were on the Attila show. Now, clearly, we brought them up a couple times, shows we've done with them. They haven't been paid. They actually sold the most tickets to that show. They sold 50 of those tickets to the... Um, to the Brewski show, our home show. Right. So they're responsible for most of our crowd and they still got Didn't nothing. Um, oh, and after that Brewski show, he shows up the next week to a friend's giving of mine with a new laptop and phone. So just saying. Oh, and he doesn't have a job besides booking and that was our thing. So I'm pretty sure I know where our money went. Uh, it was Attila. There was 442 paid. Those guys, Billy and his crew, they sold 206 tickets. He sold 183, I think, by himself. By himself. But the whole band sold 206 tickets. Which the, the, the cap was 200 to get a cut, correct? No. The cap oh. was 100 to get a cut. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm learning all kinds of new things. So they oversold a whole 100. He told me today it was a 100 cap, and then they were supposed to get money, and then he... No, this is Kurt Lunsford. Hello, Kurt Lunsford here. How mm-hmm. are you? Uh, <laughs> I just talked to him two hours ago. Interesting. So a con- conversation I had with him as that was happening, he told me that he had sold, it was like one, 140 or 150 at the time. Yeah, at the Which, time. mind you, is a third of the venue cap. Yeah. And uh, he said, Tanner said, I'll pay you, but only if you sell all 200 tickets that I gave you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, he said, uh, Billy said, he, I think he, he reached like 180 was like the closest he could get. Mm-hmm. So then Tanner was like, oh, well, you didn't hit 200 so I can't afford to pay you. Yeah, which was also a lie. And there was $8,000 generated from that show. You're right. The, but anyway, whatever, it was 180 or 200 either way, they, they, sold, they sold more than what the they were amount, supposed to. They sold half the amount of the people that were there almost. So without that one band, you have half the audience. And you can say they would have shown up regardless, but that's not what we're talking about. they still about. didn't get paid. You know who else didn't get paid? Fucking the... Uh, from what I understand, he still owes that package money. What the, whole, I was told. the whole package? Yeah. He never actually fulfilled the whole thing. Yeah, and that's that's where... Do, would, you, would you like to speak on that? Because you worked... Well, I mean, if you, if you want to condense well, it down... This is all about the rev room. So he cons a bunch of people, mainly... Chris into letting him book at the Reverie, well, and there's been a handful of shows, so we can actually take it back. 
Mismanage yeah. has been completely done the most wrong. They're not working with them anymore. Most locals aren't, and we're going to get to that point. Yo, but this, you, this is Justin Bass. Alliance. Alliance. <laughs> you may Bass. know him from the Ugly Dudes Mi- Movie Reviews. <laughs> many names. But he works He works for the Rev Room, so he's yeah, seen do, firsthand some of the things. Yeah, I do security Let's start at Amorosa. Well, Amorosa, I think he was projecting that it was going to be like 200, 200 tickets sold. Right. But... There's only like fucking 25 people there. Yeah. And no, like, I know for a fact, none of the locals or opening bands got paid. And I don't think if Amorosa got paid, it was not the full amount. No, it wasn't the full Cause amount. Because he bought a yeah. lot of drugs that night too, which yeah. uh, one of our other security guy, guys there fucking witnessed while changing the marquee. Because yeah. the marquee, you can... See if, down when you're standing on that ladder, yeah. there's a window in the green room at Rev that you can see directly down. Yeah. And Tanner bought a bunch of Coke, which is... Short for cocaine. Yeah. But yeah, and <coughs> it's been uh, kind of wash, rinse, repeat on all the shows Tanner's put there. Well, he did the same thing to Amorosa, which they, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, they're never, on stage, they're, they're never playing. They're again. never playing Arkansas yeah. again. Thanks which, to Tanner. I kind of hope they hear this, and I kind of hope yeah. they understand that it wasn't us, and no, that they it come was, back. Because I mean, we, we tried heard, to accommodate. I heard they did really well. Yeah. And but they were just pissed off at Tanner. You could, of course. You could see him on, on stage. They were not happy. Yeah, not happy. So then Attila was actually a good show. It was but 442 people. Tanner, Tanner did no work on that show. He didn't do anything on that but show. But he was acting like he was. He was, he was, was fucked up was most of the night. This was what was happening so. behind the scenes. He was actually There's, harassing Billy to bring him pre-sale money. Sound familiar? Yeah. He's actually harassing him. He would call him multiple times, so much so that Billy told me he had to send him his work schedule so he would stop harassing him. And then he told him, if I don't have your pre-sale money, I can't give them their... Most big bands get an upfront. They get like probably half up front or a quarter up front just to get there. And he was like, no, because at this point, they've been, they've been burned by him so much that they're just like, no, we'll pay you the day of. And when they handed him the money... This is another thing that happens and another story from a band that's actually playing tonight. Once you get your part out of the way, he just blows you off, starts ignoring you, shit like that. But then he wants to act friendly on the fucking internet and apologize for shit like, oh, I'm just, I overbooked myself. It's your job. What do you mean you overbooked yourself? That is your fucking job. Quotes, job. You're not doing it. But anyway, so... (laughs) Miss, he's harassing people at this point. Hey, bring me the money. Hey, bring me the money, which we've... That's that's why he was riding around in that little fucking 2019 Camaro for like a month yeah. and a half or two yeah. with fucking Tim Tags on it. Yeah. yeah. He was cruising all through downtown, man. It was a fucking cherry red Camaro. <laughs> yeah. Brand new. But So then the Attila show... Now he doesn't have it. I don't know where and the he's still, And he's still out on that, yeah, he's, he's which still, I don't even know how the fuck that's possible because if you do the math, this over $8,000 was made. And it was, to my understanding, that the whole show was only a $2,800 well, he, show. He walked into the venue fucked up. No, well, I'm sure that. I'm just saying, though, I mean, like that, problems. I mean it, was, it was a fucking nightmare. I didn't, because back in the day, we would fucking do the changeovers and help with that, but. Yeah, yeah. Like, the stage already, already knowing what Tanner's yeah. fucking doing. Yeah. Like, I'll, I know most of the staff I interact with at Rev yeah. don't fucking like Tanner. Yeah, most people don't. No. But. And it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going to get to probably the last couple of stories here. I just yeah. want to 
I know, I know. Like I said, Tanner hasn't paid any of the bands really. No, none that, of the that he's get booked. Paid, that he's mostly. booked at Rev for so sure. He has this other show coming up. Like Hell the Sun, that, Hell the Sun was a nightmare. Hell the Sun was a nightmare. Uh, Acidies Burns. Those them. those dudes are. Well, that's what I'm going to get to. Okay. The, so Hell the Sun and the other one, those flopped unreal. There was well, like he didn't promote it. Yeah, he didn't promote. He, that's he, another thing. Most he people put, didn't he put know a poster up like the week week before the week before the show, and he promoted the Acidies Burn show three times. And two of that was the day before. The locals were added the day before the show. And they weren't locals. They were actually from Memphis and Jonesboro. And I talked to Craig Shumway of Honoré, and they had the exact same experience with him. They booked two shows, one here with Acidies Burn and one in Memphis, their home, and got paid nothing. They made no money. Um, were promised you know, things they didn't get. And I called him before that show, and I was like, look, man, just take it at face value. You get to play with Acidies Burns. Cool enough, I guess. But that was also the lowest attendance for an Acidies Burns show they've ever had here. Yeah, well, I think there was, I think we had like right at 250. Yes. The, I mean, that's including guest list and bands. Yeah. Actually, paid was uh, 180. Yeah. Yeah. So take that for what you And will. it is funny. Their highest show, their lowest <laughs> show before that was 280. Yeah. And with the, uh, the shows with Rev, uh, well, he's no T- longer. Tanner, Tanner tries to say that he can't get a hold of Chris. No, that's false. Well, no, that's the thing. Chris is usually down at Stickies. Yeah. And he, I mean, I've told him it multiple times. I know everybody else he's talked to, like Travis or John Freshour, like they've like, he's down at Stickies. So they were at, they were at Rev Room, Acidies Burn. Yeah. They were all very frustrated. Yup. They posted on one of Kurt's statuses, actually. Oh, it was Tanner's status? Hey, where's my money? Uh, I got word yesterday that when he told them, oh, it's clearing today, you should have it, the check bounced. So there's that. Yeah. They didn't get paid I saw, either. I saw the They're text, very furious. Like the, the message of that, yeah. of uh, the fucking check bounced. <laughs> so they're very furious, uh, which is not great because it's one of my all-time favorite bands. So that sucks for this community. What, are you about to call me out because I wasn't there? No, no, no. <laughs> you know me very well. No, if if 180 paid, there's no reason he shouldn't have had the money for them. Right. So what the fuck happened? Right. Well, yeah. I we, just all, know, we all know what happened, yeah. but here's the deal. He still didn't have the money when he said he did and clearly sent them a fake something that didn't go through. And his real big go-to, and I've talked to a lot of people, the same thing happened with Dustin, the same thing happened with Billy, same thing happened with myself. I'm sure the same thing happened with you guys. Oh, it's in my PayPal. It's locked up. My PayPal's like, I just got a bunch of thumbs up. I've heard that a couple times. So that's bullshit because you're saying that PayPal, the billion dollar corporation, has a vendetta for you. How about maybe you just don't know what the fuck you're doing and they are locking you out because you're bad and they noticed it. I'm just saying, PayPal's just not going to randomly lock you out. They're not just going to randomly do that. Yes. Talking to the microphone. (laughs) <laughs> sorry this like, is a very makeshift it was, it was like a two or three day thing where it's like he was asking for the 60 dollars and right jason was doing everything yes. he can to wire it to him but and then he started freaking out in those days like messaging him like crazy crazy right mm-hmm. and all the while that's why we're on tour we know nothing about this yeah and then when we got back that's when we, we didn't even about it. We yes like, why yes we could have just because i was telling him was like just tell him we'll pay you when we get to yes the venue. well he was using the, the the excuse that we needed the money we never saw any of that money i didn't mm-hmm. even know he had it we actually used my bank account to pay for those hotel rooms 
And then the other band members were going to pay me back, and then he was going to give me his cut too, and that never happened. Jesus Christ. So I'm going to get to the end of this thing because we're about to play a badass show. Uh, I will say that the S- One more thing. What? Uh, I actually get this. I saw uh, Tanner get yoked up by some uh, very thuggish, gangster-looking Mexican uh, Hispanic fellows <laughs> outside the side door of Rev. And it's the, uh, oh, all right, you already have your little uh, gun tutor girl like walking down the fucking ramp there. Yeah. I'm going to close this door. Y'all do what y'all need to do. Oh, right. Yeah, so you just walked away. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I yeah. would have. But anyway, I'm going to close with this. I, this is going to be a short podcast. I'm uh, kind of over it. I wasn't even really going to do this until a specific friend of mine came back into town. Use your knowledge as you will. I'm not going to name names. But when you start throwing disrespect and insults and fucking over my friends, that's when I get involved, and that's why this is happening. You did this shit to yourself. You're not going to fucking shit on someone I have a 20-year relationship with and expect to get away with it. You need to leave. Go somewhere the fuck else. You need to stop doing this here. I heard you think you're going to start a venue. That's not going to happen either. We'll fucking... I'll make sure... I'll make every podcast about this. I don't care. But I'm very upset especially with the way he talked to a certain friend of mine. I'm very upset with the way you're doing business with bands I like, and I'm very upset that you keep fucking over friends of mine. Yeah. So please stop. This is not a warning of physical abuse or anything. This is a warning of I'll just sit here and talk for days and days and days and months until people finally just stop fucking with you.